the last five psalms in the book of Psalms make up a group that's named from the Hebrew word that begins and ends each and every one of them. Now you may not think that you know a whole lot of Hebrew, but this one word is the one Hebrew word that I think you know. Hallelujah! <laughs> Which is translated, praise the Lord. The title of today's message is Woolly Snow, Crying Ravens, and Cold No One Can Stand. All three of them are in this psalm of praise and much, much more. So listen now for the word of God in Psalm 147. Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God, for he is gracious and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving and make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds, prepares rain for the earth, makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the animals their food and to the young ravens when they cry. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the speed of the runner. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those whose hope is in his steadfast love. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for he strengthens the bars of your gates. He blesses your children within you. He grants peace within your borders. He fills you with the finest wheat. He sends out his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters frost like ashes. He hurls down hail like crumbs. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He makes his wind blow and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, his statutes and ordinances to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know his ordinances. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. O Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Did you hear that? In the ninth verse of this psalm, that 147, we read that God gives, gives to the animals their food and to the young ravens when they cry. Ravens? Ravens are mentioned in the Bible more than we may have noticed. For example, in the 14th chapter of Deuteronomy, they, the Bible lists ravens as unclean, and Leviticus 11 lists them as among the birds that you are to regard as detestable. On the other hand, after it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, Genesis 8 tells us that 
A raven was the first bird that Noah sent out from the ark to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. Of course, it also tells us that the raven went up and down, so then he had to send out a dove, because right? the dove came back. Well, in 1 Kings 17, we're told that when Elijah was in hiding and for fear of his life, that bread and meat were delivered to the prophet morning and even, evening by ravens. Now, feeding ravens comes up a couple of times. In addition to this, this verse, hungry ravens are mentioned in God's response to Job when, you know, Job had done all his fussing with God about this ain't fair and blah, blah, blah. And God had said, among other things, who provides for the raven its prey when the young ones cry to God and wonder about for lack of food? The answer, of course, is that it wasn't Job that did that. It was God. When Jesus is talking about not worrying in Luke 12, he says, consider the ravens. They neither sow nor they reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn. And yet, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more they are you than the birds. But wait, but wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. The book of Psalms is often called the Old Testament hymn book. In fact, there's a Presbyterian preacher named Timothy Keller who wrote a whole devotion book based on the 150 Psalms, and he called it the Songs of Jesus because the Psalms were essentially their hymn book. This 147th Psalm is basically an anthology, a mashup, if you will, of three hymns. The easy way to describe the three hymns is for you just to recall that the first and last verses are the middle section, 711. So each of these hymns, these three hymns, begins with a call of praise to God. The first invites us to sing praise to God. The second invites us to sing and make music to God. They didn't, they didn't have all the horns we have, Dylan. And the third invites us to glorify God. Each hymn calls us to praise and then gives us a good reason to praise. For the people of Israel, that restoration of Jerusalem was very important. But the words that speak to us today are that part about God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. When your heart has been broken by some rejection, some loss, some disappointment, some hard life event, something that left you reeling, have faith that God will heal your broken heart, that God will bandage your wounded soul. Now the next verse says that God determines the number of the stars and gives to all of them their names. Can you imagine? The same God who created billions and billions of stars, far more than we can count, that same God cares for you and me and promises to bind up our wounds, to heal us when we are brokenhearted. The second hymn in this psalm begins with two commands that Betty and Dylan and Erica and both Sarah's and Michelle and Hannah and Austin and all our other musicians follow, sing and make melody. 
and the reasons that come with those commands to praise with music. The first one is rain. Now, if you just listen to the TV and radio weather, folks, you would think that rain is terrible. To borrow the phrase that Charles Barkley, the basketball player, says, terrible, awful stuff. Because it messes up your plans to play golf or have a picnic or go to the beach or do something else outdoors. But anyone who grows crops or raises animals or has a garden knows rain's essential to life. So after praising God for rain, the psalmist talks about God feeding the animals, even those crying young ravens. And just so you can hear what crying young ravens sound like, uh, check the link on, my, on the church's Facebook page. I found several recordings of crying ravens. The third hymn that starts at verse 12 calls for praise, especially calling on Jerusalem and Israel to praise God. He speaks of their owing thanks to God for security that allows their children to grow up in peace and safety. For he strengthens the bars of your gates and blesses your children. Now this was first addressed to the people of Jerusalem, but we too can be thankful that God has given our country security and has blessed our children. The 14th verse says that not only does God grant peace within your borders, but God fills you with the finest wheat. Peace and wheat are mentioned in the same verse for a reason. You see, in Old Testament days, and if you think about it now for that matter, having enough to eat, having adequate food was and is essential to having real peace. In this third hymn of the psalm, the reason for praise focuses on God's word, which is creative and effective. Well, you remember God spoke and there was light. God spoke and there the waters were separated. It was God's word that was created originally in Genesis. This echoes also a theme in the 33rd Psalm where it says, For the word of the Lord is upright and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made and all their host by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters and the sea is as in a bottle, he put the deeps in storehouses. The message that God spoke through the prophet Isaiah that Johnny read earlier also tells us about God's word as active both in creation and in helping humans. In the 55th chapter of Isaiah where God says to us proud humans, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, and so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts, then God says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song, and all the trees of the field shall 
clapped their hands. And what was that deal about praising God for snow, frost, and hail? Well, you remember how God gives snow like wool, scatters frost like ashes, hurls down the hail like crumbs? The 18th verse tells us that God sends the wind and melts that snow and hail and frost so that the waters flow. That melting snow provided the water for the people, their animals, their crops. Some years ago we went off to Yosemite and I had seen uh, pictures of that national park and the waterfalls and just bursting and they weren't flowing nearly as much in July as the pictures I'd seen in June. You can tell when a picture is taken at Yosemite by how high the Merced River is and how much those waterfalls are flowing because they are fed by the snow melt. The snowpack in the Sierra Nevada mountains <coughs> determines what kind of summer they will have. And it was something like that in, in this song. This psalm tells us about the God that we worship and, and good news about the life that we're called to live. The good news of Psalm 147 is that God, whose word created all that is, helps the powerless. Even when we're caught up in calamity, we know that God cares for us and that life is worthwhile not based on power or strength or wealth, but because our hope is in God. Psalm 147 tells us something very important about God. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. In other words, what makes God happy is when we trust in God's steadfast love and when we worship in truth. So, Praise the Lord. Whereas everybody in Berea knows how to say in Hebrew, hallelujah. Thanks be to God. Praise the Lord. Remember that God takes pleasure in those who place their trust in God's grace. So go forth from this place, trusting in the grace of the one merciful God and hoping in his steadfast love. Hallelujah. Amen.